Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hi. Welcome back. This is Eartha. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to come and join me in another exciting podcast. But first, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And I would like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to you wherever you are at. Let's get started. I would like to dedicate this show to my daughter. This week, she came home from her tennis match, and she was pretty upset. She was expressing to me that she was really upset how she allowed her emotions to get the best of her. In her tennis match, she realized that certain things were going on. Um, You know, her balls were off and she missed a couple of good um, uh, plays and you know, the other um, tennis player would uh, question her whether, you know, her balls were in or out. And it just didn't turn out to be the type of game that my daughter had envisioned. And it just ended, um, not only did she lose the match, but she felt very um, upset that she didn't, um, have more control of her emotion. She didn't do anything like overt, like doing anything crazy. It's just she said that I allowed myself to get so frustrated that I couldn't concentrate on my game. And she realized that everything that she had learned in transition awareness breathing, she wasn't using on the court. And that made her more frustrated. Have you ever been in a situation where you've learned something, a skill or a profession, and under pressure, you forgot to use that skill? And it happens. I am aware that sometimes under stress, um, and as my experience as a labor and delivery nurse and helping a lot of ladies uh through the process of going through painful contractions and labor, that many times if the patient, if the mom um, was um, bilingual or spoke different languages, 
when they would experience a lot of pain, they would go back to their whatever their native uh, language was. And so when I talk to my daughter, you know, when you're learning something, um, and it just goes to show that if if we don't practice what we learn, then under pressure we go back to our native behavior. And and then we get frustrated because we didn't use what we learned. And so then it's a cycle. And I I, I catch myself also doing this, the same thing. And I'm very honest, you know, it was a situation and I was uh, working with my son. We were trying to help him develop um, his executive skills in learning different things, executive skills, meaning organizing himself, putting things away, um, not, not executive skills of like executive, like a office or, or a business, but maybe, you know, you know, when you talk about executive is organizing things in the brain. So, you know, you could make the parallel, but you know, just doing simple things. And because of the, his uh, ADHD, uh, You know, he really has to work at putting things away, folding things, because um, it's not part of his skill set yet. And he is doing very good. He's moving along. And so as he moves moves along, of course, I give him a new skill set. And that gets kind of frustrating. And so we were working on a new skill set this weekend, and he was getting so frustrated. But the thing about it is, the mommy, me, I was getting frustrated because, you know why? Because I took for granted that he would know how to do a certain task, like putting his blanket away. I thought, surely he would know how to do that. But the more I asked him to put this blanket away, the more frustrated he got. And you know what? I found myself, just like my daughter found herself at her tennis match, I found myself getting frustrated. I had to stop. And I had to realize, wait, and I'm going to tell you, tell you guys something. I said to myself, I said, if transition awareness breathing doesn't work, then I will not teach it anymore. And that's the kind of person that I, I am and and I am with my profession. If if I can't do my profession well, I I'll I won't do it. I'll pull myself away from it. And I had made that that statement in my mind. I said, okay, I said, okay, God, I, <laughs> if if this transition awareness breathing stuff, if it's not going to work, I'm not going to teach it. And so, but then I realized. I wasn't doing the transition or anything of the transition awareness breathing skills. And I said, oops. So I had my son do um, what I call it is a high five breathing. And it, essentially it's a relaxation breathing exercise. And so we did this um, relaxation breathing exercise. And he did five cycles. And he was able to finish his task. And I said, oh, wow, what a learning experience this was because it does work. You know, and I look back on it, too much research, too many people have invested a lot of time 
in making sure relaxation, breathing, mindfulness, awareness, all of this does work. But if we don't practice it, it doesn't work. And so I'm bringing this episode to you to encourage you to practice transition awareness, breathing, or mindfulness and awareness because it really does work when you use it. It doesn't work if you don't use it. The thing of it is, as my daughter pointed out, when you're under pressure, the pressure kind of catches up with you and you forget to use it. So then what? And as she stated, you know, when we're in class and when I'm teaching sessions, the the environment is already calm. So essentially, you know, we're, we're practicing the tools. But what about when we're under pressure? What should we do? And one thing that we don't want to do is when we are under pressure, we don't want to be hard on ourselves and think of ourselves as a failure. We don't want to start doing negative talk. And that's one thing my my son would do, do negative talk. I can't do this. I'm a failure. And that is not helpful. Another thing, if you notice someone around you is getting frustrated, you don't want to tell them to calm down. That's probably not helpful either. Because once a person is so frustrated or stressed, um, telling them to calm down, is it just doesn't work. It's It gets more frustrating. It, it may be embarrassing. They may be trying to calm down and then um, they may be missing it because they're just too far gone in their stress or their their frustration. So, you know, we want to make sure a person is in a safe environment and give them some space. Uh, everyone has different um, words that they might like, keywords or phrases that might help. And so you might want to, when the person calms down, ask them, um, so how are you feeling when I saw you, you know, at the tennis match. And I, my daughter, you know, she was, she came home, she started telling me that she was frustrated. And the more she talked, the more frustrated she began to become even more, like she was reliving the whole frustration thing. So I knew that she just needed to vent. And sometimes people just need to vent. Uh, with my son, and he's a little younger, uh, what I asked him after he completed the, the task, I mean, we, we, you know, we need lots of positive affirmation when we can complete a difficult task. Or maybe the task is not difficult, but we've allowed ourselves to get frustrated. We need to give ourselves some praise for getting through it. Uh, we don't want to give up, but we have to realize, okay, this is a challenging spot, and I have to be aware of how how's my breathing, you know, what am I paying attention to? Am I paying attention to what's going on around me? Or am I paying attention to how I'm angry or frustrated that I'm getting? Because the more I feel frustrated, I'm going to get more frustrated. So sometimes we have to stop feeding the fire of frustration and maybe look at things as, okay, I'm getting frustrated here. I need to take a breath or I need to step away, you know, in a, 
as my daughter had mentioned, I, I just can't step away, you know, I'm in a game. And so, you know, there's that time when you're getting ready to serve, and so you're bouncing that ball, you know, throwing it up a couple of times and doing some positive self-talk. I got this. I got this. This is this is only a test. This is a test to see how well I can bring myself back down to calmness. And it is. It is very, very challenging it is a very strong learning situation when we are under pressure and we have to remember to bring those skills that we have learned and sometimes it's just positive talk and just getting through that moment and knowing that this moment will pass because time passes time is not going to get stuck and that's the good news time will pass and to Help yourself realize that time will pass and uh, acknowledge how you're feeling. I'm feeling pretty angry. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like this is not going to work. Even though you say it, it doesn't mean it's going to be true. And that's part of self-talk. Even though you say, I'm feeling angry or I feel like a failure, it doesn't make it true what you're doing is you're expressing how you're feeling and it is a feeling it is not a fact the feeling is very true the feeling is very true but if you say that i feel like a failure or i feel very frustrated and i can't do anything that part that part where you can't do anything and that part where you're thinking that you're a failure that part's not true it just means when you do a growth mindset perspective okay, I have found something that I need to work on and I'm going to get better at or I'm going to try again. makes all the difference in the world. And taking a breath and taking a break. Take a break, take a breath, step back, say a positive, a positive word to yourself. And don't be so hard on yourself. I think we are our worst self-critic. I asked my son, after he was successful, I asked, how, if, if you had to describe how you were feeling as a color, when you were not successful in putting that blanket the way it was supposed to be, I asked, what color would you describe your feelings? And he said, red. And then I asked, I said, when you tried to get the blanket the way it was and you weren't successful but you got it almost how did you feel and he, and he said it blue okay and when you're really successful and you finished how did it what color did you feel and he said green now i have a chart you know you know the chart where you may have seen him it has feelings and faces so I asked him to put the color to the face and describe that to me and this helps him because a lot of times when we are angry especially young children they don't know what how to describe their feelings verbally and so you may see some uh, acting out or some destructive types of behavior and what they're really trying to do is express um, their frustration or their anger so anyway um, when he said that the red meant he was angry and the blue meant um, he was frustrated 
he was he was sad also and the the uh, green meant you know he felt like a champion that he was happy so uh, as adults i think you know even we can use that color coding uh, thing because it's quick and it's how am I feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty red. Okay, what do I need to cool myself down? Uh, get myself to yellow or whatever that, that cool color is for you. And practice um, maybe before we get too stressed or too frustrated um, to practice recognizing our feelings and bringing ourselves down to a calm color or a calm state i don't know if you have any um favorite relaxation music and if you notice i start my uh, podcast with a little music here or there and the reason why i do that is to um, help get you into a rhythm of, of listening and it changes it's like a transition time uh, have you ever been to a conference and you're walking in the conference and, you know, it's, everything's so big and they may be playing some music. It kind of sets the mood, the mood. And that's why I play the music during my podcast. And so maybe if you have some music or, or a short tune, you may remember that tune in your mind and that might set the mood, you know, as you feel like you're this frustration or anger or stress is building up you might think of that certain song in your in your mind that will bring you down to calmness to set a calm mood and that would take practice but um, you know you can get a song stuck in your head have you ever done, had that done well get a positive song and let that be something that could help you bring you down to calmness so I wanted to bring that to you, and I hope it's helpful. And, you know, we could always practice more relaxation breathing, more mindfulness. Um, at the end of the day, just give yourself a big hug and think of all the things that you have achieved. Do some really positive talking to yourself. You made it through the day. I was frustrated and I got through it. I, you can, you know, you could see the changes in yourself. And as I encourage you, journal it if you like, write it down, record it, whatever works for you. And you will find yourself being aware and bringing in the, the tools that you have used. Thank you so much for joining me today in Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great week. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.